0: Two minutes to go. Illinois 71. Michigan State 68. Out top is Io. Long long three. Got another <laughs> one. He got another one. <laughs> oh, Timeout, <laughs> Michigan State.
1: Fighting a line game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management Pregame Show. Your first look, an in-depth preview of today's contest. Here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. The flagship home for fighting Illini basketball.
2: Right wing,
0: Kipper cuts to the lane. Down low. Oh, What a slam dunk. And there's the high low and the feed of the big seven-footer. Williams to Georgie at the free throw line. Drive. Down the lane. It slams it in. Three going to have to shoot it with two. A long, long three. Oh, he got it. He got it.
1: Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty.
2: And a pleasant good Saturday afternoon to everybody coming to you live from the State Farm Center. Illinois basketball back in action after completing their first two Big Ten games. They slide back into non-conference action for the rest of the calendar year. This afternoon, this evening, if you prefer, at five o'clock, the Old Dominion Monarchs are in, out of Norfolk, Virginia. The Monarchs are three and seven on the year. They have lost six straight. The Illini now seven and three, coming off, for sure, the signature win of this year so far, and maybe the best win of Brad Underwood's tenure with the defeat of the number five Michigan Wolverines, 71 to 62. Lauren Tate alongside me and one of the challenges here Lauren is to not let up as you go against a, a, a lesser opponent with all due respect.
3: That's right and I think it's fair to say that in giving up 50 points in that first half to Miami they only didn't come out ready to play in that game and ever since then they've played pretty well defensively and that's what uh, I think uh, that that's the thing that Underwood has emphasized uh, throughout is, is trying to improve the defense, and I was really interested in hearing him talk about that uh, at the press conference yesterday because it was something that he, he put a great emphasis he, he admitted He conceded that he, uh, he needed to drop everybody back off those corners and uh, not try to overguard the wings that um, maybe la- allowed too many people to get in there last year. And then, of course, the addition of uh, Kofi makes everything better.
2: Well, he talked about it's... He, didn't, he would never characterize it this way. I think a lot of us saw the defense the last two years as high risk, high reward. Uh-huh. But it was opening up the, the backdoor cuts, and there were a lot of fouls, and Illinois mm-hmm. has really cut back on the really fouls. Really have. Since you mentioned it, let's hear from that from Brad Underwood yesterday. He, he talked about what they're doing differently this year on defense.
1: It's an experienced team. They're elite defensively. They're one of the top teams in, in the country in steals. Uh, they have extremely... It's all of our contests. Uh, we we'll go position. by this thing
3: called Kills. Um, but we just get more than one stop. Um, I really just dialed in on that part. Uh, just being aggressive uh, both ends, really. Um, and trying to get stops so we can win. Film prep and scouting, how much do you dive in on that? And
2: how much does that impact what you're doing out there?
3: Watch film constantly, so uh, really just... Knowing what other players like to do and being able to take that away from them uh, puts us in a good position to win.
2: How do you like being known as the best defender out there? I mean, that's kind of how Brad talks about you.
3: Mm. I mean, uh, I mean, get put in a position like that uh, so we can win games. So just uh, doing what they ask me to do.
2: All right, that's like, that was actually Demonte Williams who's moved into the starting lineup since the Miami game to... Help lock down the other team, and he's he's doing very well. And you heard him talk about there that the the, the change in approach. Uh, you know, he's not going to give away too much, but there's backing off a step. It's not quite a pack defense, but they're nope. letting them have it on the perimeter.
3: That's right, and uh, I think that uh, Williams adds a lot as a starter defensively. And that's really important because it also helps. I think it helps I.O. in, in terms of his uh, the, the fact that you don't have to throw him in against a forward, and uh, he can you know he's in a better position himself. So it, it helps everybody because we're getting really good defense out of the point all season long. And Frazier now that doesn't mean that somebody can't light him up if they can make shots out there and, and get a good pick and roll going, as we saw in the Miami game. But nevertheless. Uh, it's, it's been a, a pretty steady uh, improvement on the defensive side, and, that, and that's, that's, that's what it takes to win games in this league. Now, ultimately, we're going to have to make some threes, and you don't like to see the team shooting 31%. That's just not good enough. You need to get that up well over 35 if you can. And uh, right now, we don't have anybody that's, that's locked in from outside other than Fraser.
2: Well, the Old Dominion Monarchs in tonight uh, with six losses in a row. They're 3-7. and seven. They were a tournament team, though, last year. And th- they've had solid competition. Yeah, they've played the likes of George Mason, Loyola Chicago, VCU. Uh, some of the teams that they have faced, they've actually faced both Loyolas—the one in Chicago, the one in Maryland. Also, yeah. Northeastern—they uh, are—they are pretty stingy, though, on defense. In fact, as a team, they are averaging almost nine steals per game.
3: Yeah, that's one of the leaders in the country. That's according to Underwood, and I didn't look it up statistically, but that's—that's that's awfully good. Uh, they lost two good players off that team last year that uh, that went to the NCA. BJ Stith is gone, and. Ahmed Kaver and so they're trying to build around a couple other guys uh, that are back: Xavier Green and Aaron Carver. And those are six-six, uh, six-seven six, players, and that's what you get when you play teams like this. They don't have the seven-footer usually, or if they do, he's not very good because there simply aren't enough good seven-footers to go around. But uh, this this ought to be another game where uh, the Illini can get inside, and and maybe uh, you know maybe we'll see uh, a double team against Kofi, and then the Illini have to work their way out of that.
2: This is the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. We have more here from courtside. Also, we'll bring you our keys to the game and the coach's corner on the way as well as Brian Barnhart talks with Orlando Antigua. Illinois and Old Dominion today from the State Farm Center. Stay with us. It's Fighting Illini Game Day.
1: It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty.
2: And we're courtside, Illinois and Old Dominion today from the State Farm Center. As the are back into non-conference play, three more games left in the month of December. They were all non-con games. Of course, a week from today is the Bragg and game against Missouri then North Carolina T. you know everyone's going to call him A T and T. And then, and then Michigan State on the road to go back into conference play. Scott and Lauren with you. Deion Thomas is a radio analyst for the Illini and is here as well. And uh, that Michigan law game, uh, I, I I I thought this may be the biggest win that in the Brad Underwood era. Is that? too soon to, to say that about that Michigan win on Wednesday. It was just I thought it was a solid performance.
4: Well, I mean if you look at rankings, then it would say that that's the biggest win. I mean, but if you take a just a little bit of a trip back, that win against Michigan State was pretty doggone big too. But, yeah. you know, to come out and be a really good Michigan team and not just to beat them, but to control the game, the, basically the whole game as they did in that Maryland game. But the plus this time is that the Illini were able to finish the game. Mm-hmm. And they finished strong and played extremely well down the end, with the exception of some missed free throws, which I know Coach uh, pointed that out really well. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I
3: I know some people complain because in the Maryland game, you know, they gave the ball to Felice at the end, you know, and it it didn't work. Well, Felice has got the guy that got the winning basket, or not the winning basket, the game. When it was a four-point game, he made the clutch basket late in in the Michigan game. And by the way, I don't know how good Michigan is. I know they're good, Mm -hmm. but they just got beat today by Oregon, so, you know, they're not perfect either.
4: Right. Well, Oregon's good. That's right. And anyone That's that doesn't right. think that Oregon's a really good team, then they are sleepwalking. Yeah. But you, you mentioned uh, Feliz taking the last shot, and what a lot of people don't understand is Andres Feliz is one of the best basketball players at the junior college level. He was an All-American. He was a mm-hmm. really high scorer. And he's come here, and he's proven that same thing. So me at home watching this game, that game, I had no problem oh, with Oh, I didn't have any problem with it. Because You know, he is someone that can finish around the basket, draws contact, so he doesn't only give you the ability to uh, make jump shots or something like that. And he
3: pulls up nice and close to the basket, too. Yes,
4: yes. He has a variety of things that he can do to put the ball in the basket. So no arguments for me with him having the ball at the end.
2: Here's why I would argue that maybe Wednesday night's win is bigger than the win over Michigan State. I obviously remember that. Of course, I think I can't remember where Michigan State was. They might have been ranked a little bit lower, but that was sort of a, a true upset Uh, You know, you you really thought that was a a mismatch. But Illinois was even slightly favored. But this is a year with expectations. And after what happened in Miami and just missing at Maryland, they came in here and they pretty much owned Michigan. And they made a statement that said, hey, we might be starting to turn the corner, and everything's kind of starting to come together. And that's why I thought that was an important win.
4: No, it was a hugely important win. I mean, that's why I say if you're looking at it in terms of rankings, then that might, because they were the number five team, and as you mentioned, uh, the Michigan State team was ranked, I believe, a little bit behind them. But, no, it was a huge game for the University of Illinois men's basketball team because it showed that what Coach Underwood and the staff are preaching – Actually works Mm -hmm. if you do it, and I think that's been one of the biggest problems with this young team. Which you know, I know a lot of people give them flack, but our best players are still freshmen and sophomores. You know, and I think people forget that. So to see and to that if we're doing
3: it... Here's the problem with that. Uh-huh. The freshmen and sophomores may not be juniors and seniors. We don't know that. Well, you have a point there. You have a point there. But they may never get there. If they're really good, they'll never be seniors. What,
4: you know what the great thing about that is, is? We, we're having this discussion about having freshmen and sophomores that may not become juniors yep. and seniors. That is a plus. That shows you the turnaround of the level of recruiting that Coach Underwood and his staff has been able to bring in.
2: Biggest difference for Kofi Coburn, who was good at the beginning of the year and after 10 games is even better. What do you think is the biggest growth he's made?
4: Oh, patience. Patience. I mean, he does a great job of getting himself into position, but he does an even better job of waiting. Reading and then making moves when it's time to make the move. I mean, the biggest thing between the fre- when freshmen come in is everything is done 100 miles per hour, everything. And he has not; he's gotten a ton better in a very short time of patience, taking his time, finding his shot, finding the correct passes when necessary. And it's it's shown. I mean, he's done a great job.
2: If you handed, if you were handed film of the Illini and you didn't know players' names and didn't know years would you think there's a freshman
3: no oh no of course not of course
2: he, not. He, and, and, you know there's not big men that look like that or that move like that mm-hmm. at, at, as freshmen
4: well you know and one of the things you've you heard you'll hear coaches say all the time is that big guys normally mature and develop slower than guards and, and there's a lot of truth to that where this young man is playing he doesn't look like a freshman he, he looks like a junior. And that's why, you know, your question is no, we would have no clue that this kid was a freshman. And, and that's what's so exciting about it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll look forward to talking or hearing from you at the top of the hour and throughout the broadcast as well, Dion. Yes, sir. Let's Good do to this. see you. Yeah. All right. Keys to the game coming up with myself and Lauren Tate. And we'll also do the coach's corner. Fighting Illini Game Day from the State Farm Center.
1: It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty.
2: Making our way towards tip-off, 78 minutes left on the clock until Illinois and Old Dominion, the Illini in the Orange today at the State Farm Center. Old Dominion has the Navy Blue and the Columbia Blue as well. We'll get to our keys to the game in a moment, but... Rutgers taking it to Seton Hall right now in Rutgers, thirty-two to fifteen. Seaton Hall ranked number twenty two. And Oregon outlasted Michigan in overtime, seventy one to seventy today.
3: You know what I'm going to say to you about that? That and that everybody think I'm crazy. They already do. Every game is going to be like this. Every game is going to be like the Michigan game. I mean, it, Rutgers, you think Rutgers know, they're beating a really good seed in the Hall team. They're beating them to death so far. But every game is going to be like this. That's this what makes this, it fun. Bat, this Big Ten season is going to be murder. Mm-hmm. Did you see Nebraska? They go overtime at Indiana. At Indiana. I well, mean, it's just going to be t- – we're talking about Nebraska and Rutgers who are scheduled to be in the bottom four of the league, right? Mm-hmm. Four or five. Well, Rutgers are not going to be in that. They're going to be better now.
2: Penn State outlasts Alabama today, seventy-three to seventy-one. There's another
3: well. one. Alabama had a big lead early. I saw it with an eight-point lead. I don't know uh, what the what the uh, the largest lead was, but in any case, Illinois has got to play better every game. They got to play better than they did against Michigan. in one area, in that area is ball security. There were too many balls. Michigan knocked too many balls away. This team stole uh, is averaging almost nine steals a game. This Old Dominion team, Illinois ball, that's why I'm going to make ball protection the key to the game.
2: I'd like to see him hit some threes as well. And uh-huh. I see that? We'll see if Tevian Jones and Alan Griffin get some more minutes. Tevian Jones would get his first minutes of the year if he plays today. Keys to the game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert steers you in the right direction. A whole team of them takes you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Brian Barnard has the coach's corner next. It's Saturday afternoon basketball today for Illinois as they take on Old Dominion. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Scott Beatty with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Time now for the Coach's Corner. We go in-depth with one of the Illini assistants who has the scout. Today it's Orlando Antigua. Visiting with the voice of the Illini, Brian Barnhart. Brought to us by Hickory Point Bank and Clark Lindsey.
0: I don't know about you. I know you know basketball. There's a lot of schools in Virginia when you think about it. Uh, Oh yeah, And Old Dominion's one of them in a pretty proud tradition.
5: And, and with a really good, good coach and good staff, and as, as you said in Virginia, there's so many schools in a, in a close proximity, um, and all of them have, you know, a lot of great basketball history. Have had uh, tremendous players come through there, student athletes, and and have been coached by some really, really uh, high level coaches and, and guys that are have moved on to bigger jobs and become hall of famers. Uh, mm-hmm. And not, not just from ODU, but yeah. from, from other all, all the other smaller schools in the Virginia area. Right.
0: And when you think about it, their women's program, just as, I mean, strong and great hit Nancy Lieberman came out of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. And
5: I know Nancy. Uh, Nancy's a heck of a player and an incredible coach, both on the women's side and on the men's side. Right. Um, she also played some with the with the Globetrotters, so you mm-hmm. had some history with her.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know her well. Yeah. Well, uh, coming off a big win, I thought, you know, just not only a quality win, but the way we did it, uh, you know, we... we Played well throughout the game, offense, defense. When they made a run at us at the end, we finished the game. I, I thought everybody seemed pleased after that.
5: Uh, we were. We were really pleased, for one, because of the um, consistent growth in our team, our, mature, our maturing. We're starting to get to where we want to be. Our execution of the game plan, both offensively and defensively, and it's kind of where you want to be going at this point in the season in terms of starting to project and moving in the right direction going forward mm-hmm.
0: yeah we were talking on the broadcast I know Doug mentioned uh, all the inside play the points in the paint which I know Michigan took some of the three point shooting away but it looked like a game from 30 years ago all those points in the paint yeah you know? yeah yeah and
5: and we, we like our chances when we're doing that and not giving yeah. uh, not giving the opposing team opportunities to shoot from three um, which was our game plan as well to make it be there on the mm-hmm. catch and make it difficult for them to try to beat you in the three-pointer.
0: Well, their families, uh, teams are families, so you grow together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell the unique friendship though with two guys from two different parts of the world, Kofi and Georgie, yeah. and that I think that comes across on the court.
5: It is, it is. It's the two guys that uh, really respect one another, really like one another, like playing with each other, and they know the benefit of both of them having each other on the court you know, um, and how it allows them to fit into their pieces. And, and that's it's great to see Kofi made a nice pass to him too he did game. he did he's starting to return the favor because Georgie <laughs> does a lot of uh, of his passing to him so yeah. he he figured he'd get an opportunity to to return the favor for him
0: different kind of team today Old Dominion a team that uh, Jeff Jones is a guy that yeah. played at Virginia he was on some of those Ralph Sampson teams uh good defensive mind it seems like a good teacher of the game
5: great teacher uh, really really good coach um obviously Jeff's coached uh, coached in numerous places and and he's doing a great job there with them. Um, they are a very, very tough-minded defensive team, physical team. And, um, you know, they're going to be really, really in tight. You know, they're hard hedge ball screens. Uh, so we're going to have to look to try to use um, what they see as a strength against them and, and, and try to capitalize.
0: Passing the ball effectively is always a key, but against a team like this that gets as many steals as they do, you got to be really smart with it, right? You do.
5: You, you have to know where, where our, our guards have to know where they're going to be looking for the looking for those opportunities to move the ball. Um, And you're going to have to move the ball and take care of it and make smart decisions uh, in order not to let them get into transition or to create steals or live ball turnovers, which then they become really, really effective on the offensive side of the court.
0: We'll take a break. Back with Orlando Antigua in a moment on the Coach's Corner here, Illinois and Old Dominion. Back with Coach Orlando Antigua on the coach's corner. Let's talk personnel a little bit. Uh, give me a couple of key guys to watch.
5: Well, you, you, when you talk about uh, ODU, you got to start off with Green. Uh, Xavier Green, 6'5", junior, uh, experienced guy, great size, uh, nice physical build, strong. Um, he's getting about almost 15 and a half uh, FGAs or attempts a game. So we got to do a really good job on him. you also got to do a good job on Zero Godwin, who's a... Uh, catch-and-shoot guy. About 95% of his attempts have been jump shots. Uh, you start with those two guys. Curry, as the point guard, plays off of them, too. And then Wade is a kid that's started some, comes off the bench, but is a physical presence, a guy that's on the glass. Um, you know, he leads the team in steals. He's yeah. got that gambles a lot, and he's getting about three and a half a game. So we've got to be concerned about him on the defensive side and on the glass offensively.
0: Tell me about the, the seven-footer. He's not
5: real thick, but he's yeah. tall. He's long, seven feet, bouncy, uh, challenges a lot of shots, blocks a lot of shots. Uh, you know, we're we're going to have to do a good job of trying to get into his body because uh, he is going to try to affect, uh, protect the basket and affect some shots there. And they play really tight in, so it, it, the, you know, the boxes, what we call boxes and elbows, are going to be in tight. And if we get the ball inside, we've had to go into his body. If not, then we've got to be able to play and, and, uh, and space the ball out.
0: I know you guys always observe pace of play. Where does Old Dominion fit in that
4: range?
5: Well, they uh, they play at a slower pace than we want to play at, um, and it's it, it's a little bit more controlled. I think they're 296 in the country in terms of the pace of play. Uh, what we can't do is play their put their style of game. We want to be able to play up and down, play off of our defense, get in transition, uh, stress them a little bit, making sure that they get back uh, on D, get the ball into the paint, and. Uh, not we, we've got to take care of the ball we can't get loose and we can't get sloppy with the ball mm-hmm.
0: how are they with the ball do they uh, do they limit their turnovers
5: um <clears throat> they're a low assist uh medium turnover team okay you know they're averaging about 13 turnovers a game i think uh, our defense uh, what we want to be able to do is, is try to get those in the mid 16 17s if we can or more uh that means that we're we're, we're making to make extra passes and we're getting deflections and we're getting tough contested shots if we can do that then we're able to get in transition and 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 then the pace will be played at our the way we want to play
0: i know sometimes over years uh, coach jones has been there long enough to establish that identity do they play kind of like he did as a defensive player
5: uh they do they do yeah. and obviously the teams take on the personality of the coach as as we're starting to take the personality on mm-hmm. coach underwood defensively um Odu is taking the personality of, of Coach Jones.
0: Well, they play a lot of zone or man, or what do you see?
5: Uh, they play a lot. They play mostly mostly man, but I anticipate they'll play some zone. They've shown one three one. They'll play some three two zone uh, as a change of pace. Um, they've only played forty two possessions of it on the year, uh, but I would imagine they've had a week to prepare for this game since the last game. And uh, I would imagine there'll be some wrinkles and things that we haven't seen that they're, they're going to try to try to put in.
0: Well, as teams continue to grow during the year, it's uh, now you're stepping back out of conference again, which is a new wrinkle here in recent years. Yeah. And keeping that focus is key, right?
5: It is. It is key. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, during this time where we're in finals, school is out. Um, you just played two big 10 games and uh, you get out of conference now for a couple games. It's important that we, uh, We keep building on the momentum that we've established against the Big Ten teams. And, you know, as we get prepared for, you know, a game that's next week, it's supposed to be a big game, I guess. (laughs) That's what I hear. That's the word. That's the rumor. That's on Twitter. (laughs) On Twitter, that's what they're saying. (laughs) All right. Hey, Coach,
0: good luck tonight. Thanks, me. Thank you. That's Orlando Antigua on the Coach's Corner.
2: Thanks much, Brian. Coach's Corner is brought to you by Clark Lindsay and Hickory Point Bank. More from the State Farm Center here in a moment as we carry on with Fighting Illini Game Day. I'm Scott Beatty. After the ballgame, I'm back with you along with Evan Kahn for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. We'll take your calls and your texts. and all gets going as soon as coverage wraps up from the State Farm Center. This is News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana.